the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. You know, I worked with the late, great John Madden, Coach Madden, for so many years. And as I've told you in the past, my father-in-law, my late father-in-law, late, great Bruce Vandersall was a, a Division One coach. And I was always raised to call people coach. You don't call them by their first name unless they ask you to. You call them coach if they're a coach because they've earned that. It is a very significant title. But our next guest, should I call him coach or should I call him senator? He is Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, and he's got a lot to talk about regarding sports, NIL, name, image, and likeness. If you don't know what it means, you'll want to listen because it's not that complicated and it can impact college sports as we know it for the future for years. Also, Title IX, his thoughts on that, and Donald Trump. Stick around. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. I am sitting here going, do I say coach? Do I say senator? Because John Madden would say you always call a coach a coach. You've been an elected senator now. Uh, What do I call you? For 40 years, Michelle, I was called coach. And you called me coach for several years when you were doing (laughs) games for us at Auburn and Ole Miss. But, uh, no, I love coach. I earned that. You know, being – I think coach is one of the most important things that that our country has because we deal with so many people. And – And, uh, of course, people up here recognize me as coach. Some people call me senator, but uh, mostly coach. What is it when you hear senator, are you inclined to turn your head? Or when you hear coach, are you inclined to turn your head? No, I turn my head when it's coach. You know, the holler holler senator, 99 other people turn around and look. So so, uh, there's 100 of us. And, uh, uh, you know, no matter where I go up here, people call me coach. And and, And I started that when I first got here. I said, listen, don't call me senator. Call me coach. And it's kind of resonated across Capitol Hill and uh, even uh, interviews, uh, uh, major TV networks, everybody calls me coach. So I'm, I'm used to it. So I'm glad they're doing it. Well, you know what? I, my father-in-law was a, was a college coach as I've worked with so many coaches and I, I respect the profession so much. And as you said, I think we need a lot more of them. This is an interesting time in college sports, name, image, and likeness. Most people are hearing this NIL and NIL, and a lot of people don't know what it means. So for someone who 
coached for so long and now you see this name, image, and likeness thing occurring, how would you describe to people what it is versus maybe what it ought to be? Well, as you know, I was from the inside out for years. I, I was on the coaching side, the player side, and, and I was, I've always been for, for players having the opportunity to make money. People don't realize this, Michelle, that college sports, no matter with men, women, when you're playing in college, you've got two full, full-time jobs. The only time in your life you'll ever have two full-time jobs. The, the sport is a full-time job, and then academics is full-time job. Yeah. So they, they don't have time for a part-time job, uh, and if you're doing it right. So we fought for years to give them more money, more TV money across the board, and you know, we, we, the cost of attendance uh, was passed uh, 10 years or so ago. Uh, you had uh, uh, grants, federal grants, uh, because a lot of these kids don't have money to, to get along, uh, to do things that they'd like to do when they're not either studying or, or in the sports. So uh, I've always been for that. Now, uh, we've gotten to the point it's gotten out of control. Uh, the NCAA is to blame. Uh, I've always talked and been very vocal. I was on the coaches uh, uh, committee for years, uh, Grant Taft's committee. We always talked about how do we get more money for these players, uh, give them an opportunity to live a, a life of the four or five years that they're at school. Uh, but the NCAA, you never could get them to, to bite on it. I mean, they were just afraid of lawsuits. And so here we are today, uh, now that the NCAA has lost total control, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, what, a year or so ago said, hey, they are able to make money off their name and image and likeness. And so that's good. I think that that's really good. And I'm not against the money. I'm really not. Uh, Joe Manchin and I, who's a Democrat, uh, or, or I guess, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we've sat down as bipartisan senators uh, yes. and and he knows a lot about athletics. And so we're trying to make it to where it, this is not going to be in the future a minor league sport for the NFL or NBA or any other sport. Uh, and, and that's what it's becoming. And we we're, we want to stand up for the student athlete, uh, but we also want to stand up for education and the sport in the future. And if yeah. we continue down the road, Michelle, that we're in right now, we're going to lose it as you and I have grown up knowing it as a sport that really did a lot for a lot of young men and women. I, this is the thing is that you have you have student athletes and some of them are spectacular. You know, some student athletes forego college altogether. Kobe Bryant, uh, Kevin Garnett. We can talk about those. But. Not all of them are created equal, right? So you may have a star quarterback who can get the NIL money, and then you have a, an offensive guard who isn't as well-known, might not be as telegenic, but is working his tail off and cannot get NIL money. Um, is that part of the concern, is that it, you're going to create almost a, a, a series of tiers within a locker room? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I hear from my coaching buddies all across the country uh, weekly, uh, them knowing that I'm working on this uh, this process. And I hear a lot of horror stories, a lot of them. And it's it's getting worse. Uh, the, the problems, there are several problems with this. Again, number one, it was not meant for recruiting. Uh, it was not meant for coaches to go out and recruit players uh from high school and say, you come to our university, we'll make sure you get $250,000 uh, 
and uh, you'll have to do a few things for it. But that's what not what it was used uh, meant for. The Supreme Court meant that once you get to the school, you can make money off your name and your image and likeness. And uh, so what we're getting into now in this part is you've got some of these richer schools going around and offering 100, 200, 300, 400, 500,000 uh, dollars in recruiting money. Uh, and uh, there's nobody to stand in the way. So, well, that's not what the rule's about. NCAA is kind of standing back saying, listen, we don't want any lawsuits. So uh, right now it's the wild, wild west. So, you know, I, I could respectfully say, there has always been those wealthy schools that have found some ways to recruit players, whether we can talk about SMU back in the day with the cars and the and the money. And so that's almost not surprising to me that, you know, a booster group would get together. They call them collectives now, I guess, that right. can get together and gather this money and say, hey, if you come to fill in the blank, we've got all this cash sitting here. We've got commercials waiting for you, you know, endorsements and the like. And it doesn't seem to be too far removed from, you know, just, okay, straight up, here's the cash. You don't have to do anything for it. We'll just pay you to come to play at our school. So in a way, it feels like this is kind of more of the same. Um, so where I don't see how we get out of this wild, wild west. I don't see how we, what is your idea? How do you, how do you tame this? How do you make it so that it's fair and right? Well, as you said, Michelle, it's been used before, but if you you didn't keep going on with that statement, that was illegal. <laughs> that was against the rule. <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> you're right. Yes, correct. People got caught, and they should have. And uh, But what we want to do is we want to get back to the educational part. We want to make sure that the coaches are out there saying, listen, we've got a good football program, but we want you to come to our university for an education and actually work on a degree. Uh, when you get there, if, if you're good enough, then you can – get your own uh, book deal or commercial deal or autograph deal. Uh, that's what it was meant to be. Uh, but what we've gotten into now is we've gotten into just people going out and just offering money right and left. And the problem I have with that, and you're going to see it in the future, is there's a, at least a dozen situations that now we, we're hearing that players were offered things, offered contracts, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They get there and the money's not there. They're not making the money. So uh, somebody's got to oversee this. And as a federal government, now, as I tell people, I, I, I hate that we have to get involved because once we get involved, this is not a rule that we're working on. This is a law. I mean, and this is a federal law. And what we're trying to do is make everybody the same, every state. And we're the only one that can do that. Uh, we can say, listen, here's, here's your parameters in terms of recruiting. Here's the parameters in terms of the transfer portal. Uh, and we want to add one other thing to it on the federal level. We want to make sure that every player is covered health wise for a certain number of years and the money's paid out, uh, by the, by the either football playoff or the, or the, or the basketball tournament, uh, where they make millions and millions of dollars, but something's got to go back in protecting these kids after they've left the school. And so there's three areas that we're really looking at those three areas, how you recruit, transfer portal, and then the medical part after kids of uh, young people have, have graduated from school. I, I like that third part. I think that's so fair because some of these kids are just as they are in the NFL, putting their bodies on the line and for their, for their teams and, and they should get that kind of care. 
Um, the transfer portal is an interesting part of this. Let's take a quick break and we'll talk transfer portal when we come back. Well, if you're not dizzied by the stock market, good for you, because I am. But the nice news is gold has been on the rise while we're struggling with gas prices and we're seeing this roller coaster on the stock uh, market and inflation is blah and there's the war in Ukraine. You do have some options. Gold prices are rising. And why is that? Investors are turning to gold for protection because gold provides a hedge against inflation. It protects against a weakening dollar. And so the only company I trust when investing in gold and silver is legacy precious metals. You need an investment that's going to protect your wealth and retirement, right? So call legacy precious metals today. You want to be proactive uh, while there's still time. You don't want to wait. Remember 2008? Yeah, gives me chills. Those who invested in gold saw nice gains. Others lost their retirements. So Legacy Precious Metals can advise you on all of this, how it fits into your long-term play, gold, silver. You can speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals, 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903, or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, Coach Tuberville, Senator, Coachiter. <laughs> uh, coach, I'm going to stick with Coach. Um, it, the transfer portal is, it, it's, it's just this, it's made college sports a whole new world. It, it's all, it's, it's like free agency. It's like if, if, a, if a student comes in and after his freshman season, he's not happy with the way the coach is using him or not using him or her. They just enter this magical portal and they can go somewhere else. And it, it just, it, 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 it just seems to add so much uncertainty in it and it, and a lot of headaches for coaches, for athletic directors, for the players themselves. How is this thing tameable? It feels like the toothpaste is out of the tube. Well, you're exactly right. And the, the problem that we're getting into this is we go back to my original statement. We want to protect the athlete, but we also want to protect their education. You start transferring and moving around, uh, and it's and it's not other than anything but money. Now they're using money as the as the award to go to another school. Uh, and again, I don't mind these young young men and women making money. I really don't. I think it, I think it's good for them. But they have the opportunity to to sign up for a contract, and then because of 
maybe somebody else is going to offer $50,000 more the next year. They're going to pack up and leave. Well, what about their education? When you transfer, you might be lucky that 15, 20% of those hours will transfer. So if you transfer one time, you're more than likely not going to get a degree, Michelle. I mean, it's not going to happen unless you decided to go five, six, seven years down the road. So uh, the transfer portal, uh, we got away from the, the penalty for transferring. I think we need to go back to that. Uh, I think that uh, there should be some exceptions uh, that possibly if a coach leaves or uh, uh, we haven't come up with all the exceptions yet. But I think that if you just say, get up and say, listen, uh, I'm going to transfer this year to another school because somebody's already called me and said they're going to give me 100000 more. Instead of making 300000 I'm going to make 400000 I think you should uh, that should result in the penalty that it used to, that you'd have to set out a year. Mm-hmm. And then you would uh, start the next year. Uh, that's fine. If somebody wants to pay you that to sit on the bench for a year, that's fine. But to just say, listen, I'm going to transfer because I can make more money and then turn around and be able to play the next year. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right for the player. I don't think it's right for the school. I don't think it's right for their future uh, in education. So again, we're not to the point yet where we've come up with exceptions for for being able to leave. Uh, but I think there should be some exceptions that that players should say, listen, uh, you know, I need to be able to leave because of this reason. You know, the cynics coach would say, look, uh, this has always been about money. It's been, you know, we're Pollyanna to think that education really matters here or that the student athlete cares about his or her education. You know, they, they you always hear the stories about I want to get my education, but so many want to just get to the school, perform on that stage, be seen by the the pro leagues and then, you know, jump and go go make the money. To me, what's sad about this is the values because there's so much more life after your playing career than there is during your playing career. That's just factual. Um, But people want to believe they can set themselves up for life if the money is right. So I, I, I feel as though education has gotten lost in all of this, and I'm not sure education is something we value, but not everybody does value it. So how do you say to people, you must value it? Well, if you go back and look at the stats too, Michelle, you know this, very few college athletes, men and women, no matter what sport they're in, very few have an opportunity to make a living out of what they're doing in college. I mean, you're talking about less than one half of 1% get the opportunity to, now they might get to go try out for a pro basketball, football team, volleyball team, golf, whatever, but very few of them are successful. They've actually got to go get a real job and uh, make a living. And so that falls back on their education. And uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, You know, everybody has that dream in this country. uh, The great country we live in gives us that dream. Uh, And you can dream all you want, but at the end of the day, facts matter. And uh, I've seen so many of these kids that come out after the third year and maybe come out early and their agents have promised him, you're going to make all this money and they go and, and they're back on uh, in the stands the next year after they get cut from their team, watching you play, knowing that, Hey, I should be out there playing. Maybe if I'd have played another year or got, got finished my degree, I'd have a better job right now instead of looking from the outside in. How well do you think the individual universities and coaches and athletic directors and programs instill that knowledge in these young players because it uh, those stats are not they're not news we've been saying that forever 
that your chances of going on and being the next Peyton Manning or uh, Charles Barkley or whoever, Kevin Durant, those odds are so slim. You can dream about it. You can aspire to it. You can try, but you've got to be honest about the odds. And therefore, you know, here you are, you're being given an opportunity to learn at these at, at educational institutions and get a degree that can help you advance through your life. Why is this message not getting through to everybody? And it's a free education, Michelle. Right. Education is so expensive now. Uh, you know, you're talking $150,000 at some schools yeah. that you're getting a free education. And a lot of that is forgotten. Um, I talked to a couple of coaches last year uh, that they counted up everything that they gave their players, whether it's clothing or food, or now you can give them a smorgasbord of supplements, anything that they really want, because all, all bets are off. Now. Yes. Uh, and uh, they say it's close to $100,000, uh, not yeah, $100,000 a year that they get free uh, uh, as a player now. And, and it, it's mind boggling. Yeah. So these athletes are spoiled. They're spoiled rotten. I'll tell you that right now. Now, uh, they're all looking right now, looking at the money all these coaches are making. And a few coaches are making a tremendous amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one part of it. If you look at the TV contracts, uh, SEC, Big Ten, they're, in a few years they're going to be making per school 60, 70, 80, 90 million dollars a year TV Holy money. Molly. That's and amazing. So at the end of the day, all these athletes are looking at this going, hey, why don't we get part of it? And I'm sure. for that. I, yeah. I think every school, every school should come up with the amount of money that they give every player. Now, this NIL is only for a few. But if the school really wanted to do the right thing, uh, and I know a few schools do that in the SEC, they take an amount of money, said we're going to give every player uh, on the team uh, from our TV contract $20,000 each a year. And uh, it's uh, we got to use common sense here. We just can't keep saying, okay, we're going to keep building these castles for for uh, workout areas and and barbershops and in the dressing room. (laughs) and TVs and the lockers. We can't keep doing that. We, we've got to put more money towards the athletes. And I think I think the athletes would, would prefer that much more than having these uh, prima donna, uh, you know, castles in which they dress in, in which they get nothing out of after about three or four years. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think if these athletes got personalized attention, that they were supported through their learning experiences – that there would probably be a whole, a whole lot more intrinsic value to that that might really get them to understand what they're capable of beyond basketball court or the gridiron or the volleyball court. Uh, it's, it's really interesting stuff. Uh, Title IX is a bit under a sale these days, in my personal opinion, Title IX was created so that women athletes, women on college campuses, high school campuses would have equal access to sport. And, you know, we've seen the the biggest example that nationally that we talk about is Leah Thomas becoming, uh, you know, a trans woman and competing against women in the swimming pool. Um, I, I personally don't believe you can declare yourself a woman and that makes you a woman no matter the hormones that you take. Uh, I could go into very specific details as to why that is, but I'm going to spare everyone. 
But how how is this on the radar of the Senate right now? And and have you and Joe Manchin discussed this at all? Yeah, we, we've all discussed it uh, here in the last year. If you, last June was the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. show of Title IX, 50 years, and 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 that was when I first started as a high school coach back in uh, in my younger days. And uh, I don't think there's been more successful federal program than Title IX in our country. It gave young women an opportunity to be on the same playing field in terms of facilities, coaches, uh, scholarships. It enhanced women's sports tremendously. And again, it's one of the most successful laws that they've ever passed up here. Now we've turned around after 50 years and we're pretty much, uh, uh, we're not, but uh, the Democrats are trying to destroy that law. They're trying to back out of Title IX they don't want any gender identity. Uh, they want anybody to play in anybody's sport. And this transgender athletic scenario that we're in right now, uh, I know it's just, you can just talk to all these young women that have trained all their lives to yeah. be in whatever sport. And then they're looking at the scenario where, okay, we're going to have to start competing against men that say that they, uh, uh, they actually think they're women. Uh, uh, I'm not buying that, and I'm going to fight it every day because uh, Title IX separated us uh, in terms of giving everybody that opportunity, and uh, now we're, after 50 years, we're going to take that back, and we're going to go the opposite direction. We can't do it, uh, and uh, again, we've got some people up there believe that we should do it, and I'm going to fight it every day, and and uh, I just believe that there's a there, there's men and women, and uh you know, it's, it's very hard to compete against each other. And we want young women to have that opportunity to start in sports at a very young age and think that they can actually achieve something and compete against people like them that have the same athletic ability and the, and the upside that they have. And I don't have to tell you that you're going to be called a lot of names. Uh, we all have, you know, it makes you a transphobe if you somehow think that this is unfair for women to compete against biological men in sport. And I'm wondering how being a senator and dealing with all of this backlash that you must deal with on a not a daily basis, an hourly basis compares to what it was like to be a head coach of a of a division one, very, very, very successful division one football program. I mean, could you have been prepared for this? Well, probably prepared more than a lot of the other people in this area in terms of Title nine. Uh because I've seen it. I've seen it from the inside out and the outside in, and I understand the competition. I understand people that really push themselves to make themselves better, uh, that think that they're going to go to another level, uh, possibly, uh, as we talked earlier, about uh, uh, doing it professionally. And so uh, I don't mind fighting. Uh, you know, that, that's the reason I came here. Uh, one of the reasons I came was because of education. I've seen over the, the years how our education has been downgraded. Uh, uh, a lot of areas in their country have no chance to get an education. You know, 60% of our, our kids uh, graduate from school now, Michelle, uh, in high school, 60% can't read their diploma. Uh, something's not right. Uh, we, and we've got to reverse that because this country was built on a solid foundation of education at the lower level and at the higher level. And so... I'm fighting every day for school choice. 
Uh, I believe in that. I believe young people should have the opportunity to go whatever school they want, not a zip code, but the, uh, the area that they think that they can get the best education. I think parents should fight for that. And so uh, uh, a coach has had the opportunity. I've traveled, Michelle, to every state in this country. I've been to high schools in every state. I've seen it. I've seen it over the years of, of, of declining in terms of our math skills, our reading skills, our writing skills, how we've transformed into uh, more administrators in the secondary school level than we have teachers. Yeah. Uh, we don't have teachers anymore. We, 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 have, we have a decline in teachers. So uh, you're talking up my alley now. One of the reasons I'm a United States senator is if we don't change the direction of our education in this country from all levels, all the way up to higher ed, then our country is going to be in trouble in the future. Understand, uh, Coach, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you that uh, Donald Trump has thrown his hat in the ring again to run for president. Uh, and you supported him the first go round. You supported him in the the, you know, the the whole last 2020 campaign. And I'm wondering what you're thinking these days with all that has gone on, with all that's transpired since 2020 uh, about him as a candidate maybe an alternative candidate. Wh- this is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply how loyal you are, what, what you're, what you're thinking uh, as we look ahead to 2024. I've dealt with success all my life, Michelle. Uh, that's how I, I was judged is on the success of what I was doing. Sometimes people didn't like what I did and how I talked, uh, the direction I went, but, uh, I was pretty successful. Uh, Donald Trump in his four years was very successful in making our country stronger 
better in almost all areas. Now, the people like a, a lot of the things he said or how he did things. I mean, nobody's going to like everybody perfect. I mean, it's not going to work. I mean, it's not going to happen. Leadership is hard. Leadership, because you have to take a direction. Sometimes people don't wonder what they're doing that for. Wonder what are you making that decision for? You do it for the right reasons, and sometimes it's a reason that that uh, might not uh, gel with the other side. Now we have a division in this country right now. There's no doubt. We have a right and a left, and we have some very radical people on both sides. Yes. Uh, but I'm I'm the only senator right now that's come out for Donald Trump. Uh, I support him because I know he can win for us. Michelle, we've got to win in this country. If we don't start winning again, right now we're losing. We're losing in education, crime, border, uh, inflation. Uh, our, our playbook is not there to get us over the hump, to make us successful. We're going to be very average. And if the United States of America is average, the whole world is going to, be, going to suffer uh, because we are the leader of the free world. And uh, we need to be stronger. And I think Donald Trump's the guy to do that. Now, uh, do I like everything he says or does? No, I don't. But again, we need leadership here. And right now, uh, you know, that, that's not what we're seeing in our country. Will you support whoever the Republican candidate is? Oh, I sure will. I oh. sure will. And and I like Ron DeSantis. Uh, uh, again, he's been on the governor's level. Uh, and I would call it, you know, if you're looking at it in, in coaching terms, uh, he's been in the minor leagues. He hadn't been in the big leagues. Uh, when you go from uh, where I don't know whether he's going to run or not, but uh, if if he runs against Donald Trump, it'll be a fight. And it should be. We need to have a choice. Uh, there's some people that I work with up here, Ted Cruz, uh, Rand Paul, uh, Rick Scott, a lot of people, Tim Scott, uh, that might run. I think we, we should have 15 or 20 people uh, run and make everybody better. And I've told President Trump that. Uh, I told him just recently. I play golf with him a lot. And I told him, I said, I hope you have 20 people run against you. Uh, it makes everybody What better. did he say to that? No, he's, he's, he's agreeable. It doesn't bother him. Uh, you know, he's going to be his own person. And again, that's the reason I like him. He is a different person. He's not a politician. Uh, he's been very successful in business. Uh, people have attacked him from all sides. But, you know, the thing about him is, is it just bounces off him. He doesn't care. And, and we need somebody with a strong attitude that knows what they want to do. And the one thing I like about it, too, is if, you know, when he runs, which he is, uh, if he wins, which I hope he does, he only have four years now. He's been here before. He understands how to put together a team. He made some bad choices at the beginning, bad assistant coaches, I would call them. <laughs> and he had to let a lot of them go. But I think he understands the lay of the land. We do not need somebody to come in that doesn't have any experience in the big-time leadership that you'd have to have for a president of the United States right now. This is the most dangerous time and you're in my lifetime in this in the world that we live in right now. You know, I'm on the Armed Services Committee. I see what's happening in China. I've traveled all over the world three times in the last two years, talking to military personnel, going to our bases. Uh, uh, Michelle, it's dangerous. You know, Ukraine, Russia situation. I mean, we're on the edge of a war with Russia simply for the fact that we're in a proxy war against them right now with Ukraine, giving them everything that we, we give them. And so we, you can imagine what Russia said. Wait a minute. You know, if you guys want to get in it, let's get after it. And uh, it, it scares me. But uh, it is what it is. And uh, I'm a true believer that uh, after I've looked at everything, uh, that's what's happened. Uh, I think if Donald Trump would have been president, they wouldn't be having a war right now in Ukraine because uh, 
Donald Trump would have stepped up very quickly. The thing about uh, President Biden, he's done some good things, but the one thing he hasn't done in foreign relations is he's always been one step behind. And, and we, we've encouraged him to do other things, be very proactive, um, deter what's going to happen. Don't wait to see if it's going to happen first and then get involved. Um, you know, it's just that that's one of the things that I've uh, uh, I've seen about the, this, this president we've got now. Real quick, you said uh, Biden has done some good things. Is there one that comes to mind for you? Because personally, I can't think of any. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're hard to think about because all that they've done, my first two years here, uh, we spent six and a half trillion dollars that we probably shouldn't have spent. And uh, we put ourselves in a tailspin in terms of inflation. I think he's starting to recognize that. Uh, and I think that uh, they bit off more that, that, than they could chew in terms of this, this inflation. I think they thought they, they could keep it under control. When you're paying 8 $9 a, a dozen for eggs and you're paying 3 or $4 a gallon for gas, which is going to get worse, yeah. uh, when you do away with the pipeline, which I think they understand now that Keystone Pipeline would have kept us energy independent, I think right now they're looking going, we might have overstepped our bounds. And uh, I think there were some people that made that decision behind the scenes that that put him even in in, in harm's way in terms of making bad decisions. But hey, you're right; it's hard to it's hard to come up with something that that that's very positive. I I, I do like now that he's stepping up against uh, you, uh, Russia with Ukraine because we need to stand behind them. Uh, but again, I I would have loved to have seen him got involved in it before they crossed the the border and went yeah. into went into uh, Ukraine and, and got this fight started at the beginning. Well, if you tell me you're encouraged and you think that they, they are starting to see some of the mistakes they've made, I guess I'll say better late than never, uh, and I'll keep my fingers crossed. And in the meantime, I so appreciate your spending all this time with us and sharing your views. And uh, I'm on board with the school choice. I'm on board with protecting Title IX. And I'm on board with uh, tweaking this NIL a little bit. I... I, I you know, I, I, I almost want to cry when I see what college has become for most students and what it could be. Um, so, you know, count me in. Uh, as for, as for Trump, not sure I'm on board with you there, sir, but I, I respect your opinion about it. And, uh, and we'll see where, where, we'll see what happens. Exactly. There will be a lot of competition. I love competition, Michelle. We're I know you do. I knew the next few years is going to be a fight in the Republican <laughs> Party, which is fine. We need that. We need the right person to step up. As long as as this is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. 
This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. People can unify ultimately and and be a strong front, no matter which side you're on. You you want to see some unity. I, I'm I'm worried about this country and the and the division you've talked about, and uh, and that's why I left sports, uh, coach. That's why I left because I, I I can't just stand by and do nothing. I'm not proclaiming myself to have any great impact here but even if i can have a little i can't keep silent about it and that's why i left so i think you and i uh, are similar in that way and again i i truly appreciate you coming on with us today well thank you good to talk to you again and uh, god bless us all we're next you know we've got to grab a hold and hold on because it's going to be a rough ride for a few years oh Thanks for the warning. I think <laughs> I'm grabbing onto something. He is coach. He is Senator Tommy Tuberville. Uh, we thank you again from the great state of Alabama. Be well. Thank you. This has been Sideline Sanity. Be brave and do good. Always a good day when Charles Thorngren of Legacy Precious Metals can join us and answer some really different questions. And I thought of a few new ones for you, Charles, if that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated and we hear so much about gold and silver and, and precious metals. So if I could just ask this broad question, what is the role of gold mm. in a portfolio? Great question. And when we look at that, and the answer to that is, has a couple of different features to it. It depends on the individual, but its main purpose is the insurance policy for your finances. It is meant to be the foundation by which you do all other things, right? We know that gold and silver um, have an inverse relationship to the dollar. Um, it protects your purchasing power. So when we invest, that's what we're saying. We want to make sure that we have the ability to manage our money and have our money do what we need it to do for us. It's not the collection of dollars for dollar's sake, but for what it does for us, how we pay our bills, how we retire, how we feed our family, how we uh, go on and bless others and, and donate to causes we believe in. That's what money does for us. It's not the dollar itself. It's the thing it provides for us. And what gold does is make sure that that money continues to have purchasing value. Because there are times we find that, hey, my money doesn't have the same purchasing Absolutely. value it had last month. Absolutely. And this is a unique time. We're seeing it. I, I This term called hyperinflation, which usually refers to, you know, inflation in the 18s and 20 percent. 
I consider this a time of hyperinflation because it's so much more than what we're normally used to, right? When we prepare and we budget and we say, this is the course of my life and this is how I'm going to do things, this is where I'm going to put my money, we use some basic numbers, 2 to 3% inflation. That's what the Fed says is good. But that's not even great. Over a lifetime, that's a lot of inflationary loss to your dollar. But when you have a period where it jumps to the points where we're at now, and we're in the eight and a half, nine is going to be into the double digits soon. In this shorter time frame, that's a hyperinflation situation to me because it throws everything off dynamically and so, so radically. You do, you do see us going into double digits, huh? Absolutely. Uh, the Fed even sees us going into double digits. You know, there was a, an interesting report where one of the, the Fed chairmen were saying, 2023, we're not going to talk about that. But in 2024, by summer, we may be able to start to drop the interest rates. When someone tells me they're in charge of something, but they say this new year that's coming, just forget about that completely. We're not even going to talk about that. That's a bad sign. <laughs> they don't want you to think about it. Exactly. They, don't, they want you to look past it and sort of ride it, write it off and... right now. Just don't even think yeah. about it. It's going to be bad. But hey, 2024, though, you know. And interestingly enough, right around the time of an election, they want to start talking about what they're going to do. Isn't that fascinating? That timing is just really interesting. Before I we finish up here, I, I'm always fascinated with how gold is priced. How, how do we get a price of gold? You know, the spot price of gold is really determined by the world market. The London Bullion Exchange, right? And this has been for hundreds of years now. Um sets a price and the rest of the world revolves around that. Now our currency will determine how much more than it is in the pounds and things like that. And there's a calculation for it, but that's one of the great things about gold and silver. Their value is recognized around the world, no matter what currency, what country you're in, it has value. Uh, I just recently come back from a trip where I was overseas not that long ago. And I bring gold with me everywhere I go. Um, not a lot, so don't try to catch me in the airport. Um, <laughs> but I have something that is valuable no matter where I'm at. I can go anywhere in any country and turn that into its currency in no time at all. You're talking about carrying around physical gold? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Do you, do you, do you How walk much around is with safe dollars? to carry around if you're – well – no, you're right. Uh, so if and and that gold is going to have the same uh, value across the board, no matter no matter where I go, slight right? Because very slight deviations, yeah. but it's not very large. Okay. You know, usually less than one yeah. percent difference in the price. This is really interesting. I, I can't let you go before I ask you this because I'm picturing you now walking around with some <laughs> you know, gold coins in your pocket. I'm thinking, wow, that would feel risky. But when you go into another country, for instance, with some gold, how easy is it for you to go say, here, I want to exchange this for, or, you know, I'm assuming you're not going to a restaurant and slapping down a gold no. bullion or something. No. But you could overseas. In certain places of the world, they recognize that just like regular currency. Wow. But I wouldn't use but, gold. But it's minute. easy to ch exchange once you get to another country? Yeah. Just Very easy. Most of the time you can do it at the airport. Same places where they change currency. A lot of them will change uh, metals too. And is physical bullion the, the, the best way to go? It is. It really is. When you're traveling or always in any investment in gold? Uh, you know, there's certain things you can do outside of just bullion that may make sense once you've laid a portfolio down, right? 
Um, diversity in metals is important too, but your bases for all investments should be your basic bullion, whether it's gold or silver. You want to have that foundation set in the base metal itself, giving you the most value that you can get. And obviously every person's situation is unique. So why not just call and speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals, 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903, or they can always download your free investor's guide, right? It's true. at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Do you have any gold on you right now? I do. Give me half a second. I got to see this. I just want to see. I mean, I, it's, it seems like almost like in the old days when you walk around with that, you know, Mr. Scrooge and his gold coins in his pocket. Not that you're, can you sort of turn it around and show us that? That's now for our listeners, they're not going to be able to, to, just to see what we're seeing, but you've got a little container and they're just, they're kind of the size of half dollars, right? Yeah. Just about a half dollar. And this is, this is the American gold Eagle. And this is, uh, $22,000 worth of metal. Yikes. Charles isn't messing around <laughs> and neither are we, but please go get your questions answered. This is such an important time to be thinking about your money, your long-term play in addition to every short-term concern that you have. Charles, always good to talk to you. Thank you so My much. My pleasure. And you know what? 2023 is coming. Call now, find out <laughs> so you can make your decisions for, before then. Yes. And before the elections again, yes. and they can, tell us what they're going to tell us then they're, they're telling you to overlook 2023 that means you now's the time to inquire Absolutely. again legacypminvestments.com charles thorngren always good to see you thank you three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.